You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into this midweek mock draft episode here at Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, here every single Monday through Friday, five days a week, covering your New Orleans Saints. On today's episode, the 17th games are made official across the NFL with some additional context as well about international games. We'll talk about that. And what do you think will be the biggest challenge for the Saints in their newly scheduled matchup against the Tennessee Titans? Then we'll take a look at the Saints defensive line so far, who from today's roster could make up a starting line. And would that be enough going into 2021? And finally, your mock drafts as we continue the search for our perfect prospects rounds one and beyond for the New Orleans Saints. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, deputy manager at SB Nation's Canal Street Chronicles.com, and your Tuesday co-host over at the Locked On NFL podcast. We got all that and a little bit of lanyard for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. y'all we knew that it could potentially happen the annual meeting underway tuesday into wednesday and the nfl ownership and everyone around has approved the nfl 17 game schedule for the 2021 season so that means that the new orleans saints will have a 17th game in 2021 we'll talk more about that game here in a moment but according to the cba which first stipulated that this decision couldn't be made until a new tv deal was announced which was announced a few days ago, a 100 or a few weeks ago, I guess now, $113 billion television deal that you're going to start to see the impacts of in 2023, 2024 in terms of team salary cap. But then the next stipulation was that if you added a game to the 17, if you added a game to the 16 game schedule to turn it into a 17 game schedule, that one of the preseason games would have to go as well. And that's exactly the adjustment that was also made according to a press uh, press release that was released by the NFL. According to them, enhanced schedule includes additional interconference matchup, comma, three preseason games. So all 32 teams to play internationally at least in one eight-year period beginning in 2022. So it does mean that, you know, we're not going to see the Saints going overseas or or international to play these games in 2021. But beginning in 2022, you will start to see some of those international games factor into the 17th game of the season. So for the Saints in 2021, how does this affect them? They will travel to Nashville to take on the Tennessee Titans. The games that are here in, you know, that are domestic games here in the U.S., will be AFC for the home game, NFC as the away team, and then that'll swap going into 2022 for those that don't travel. It'll be NFC hosting those games, and then AFC as the away game there. So for the Saints, they'll travel to Nashville. They'll take on the Tennessee Titans. This means that the Saints' new look or mostly new look defensive line should get a pretty quick test as they start to retool and rebuild before they go up against Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans. So that'll be a big matchup there, assuming that everybody is healthy and that all players that we expect to play do play there, including Derrick Henry himself. The last time the Saints met the Tennessee Titans was two seasons ago now, if you go into the 2020, uh, 2019 season, where Derrick Henry actually didn't end up playing in that game. So that will be the big test for the New Orleans Saints, as well as some of their sort of shifted around wide receiver core. No Corey Davis there any longer. No Adam Humphreys there any longer. Tajay Sharp left last year. He's staying with the Kansas City Chiefs. 
You can imagine Tennessee potentially dipping into the wide receiver market there. They have a young undrafted guy that they really like as well. So when you look at this matchup, those are going to be the big key places to watch. Meanwhile, Tennessee continues to try to retool its defense over the course of this offseason. Jameis Winston, we presume, and the New Orleans Saints will take their talents to the Music City to go up against that unit. So that's the update for now. Oh, one of the other big things too, Tennessee Titans, of course, now without their offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, who's now the head coach in Atlanta. So we'll see how much that offense changes, if at all, in terms of their their approach to the game there. So a lot of adjustments and changes between these two teams. They will be a ton of fun to watch. So that's the big update. 17 game season has been approved by the NFL. 13, excuse me, three preseason games. AFC hosting, and then eventually starting in 2022 and moving beyond international games for every team, at least once in an eight year period. So we'll see all of that come to fruition here beginning in 2022 internationally, 2021 immediately we'll see that 17 game season. In other news, the New Orleans Saints and at the, at, at least at this point, the Mercedes-Benz Superdome soon to potentially be the Caesars Superdome was designated as the second safest arena during COVID-19 or throughout the COVID-19 pandemic to attend sporting events. They actually tied for best when it came to cases per uh, every 100,000 over a seven-day period and also square footage per fan in terms of the amount of fans that they allowed in. Now, remember the Saints kept that very, very limited for a lot of the, the, the time that the stadium was open to fans. It was friends and family. So it was like 150 fans, 300 fans, and then never really got up into the five-digit type of a situation up until we got into the playoffs and then it started to get a little bit closer to that, but not quite there. So that's something to keep in mind here. The New Orleans Saints, Mercedes-Benz Superdome, soon to be, we think, the Caesar Superdome, uh, one of the best places to attend during the COVID, safest places, let me say it that way, during the COVID-19 pandemic. So a wonderful job by all of the essential workers that were a part of making that happen and everybody who uh, did the right thing and took care of themselves and others while they attended the games. All right, coming up next, we're going to take a look at the defensive line. Tono Passigno signed with the New Orleans Saints, but what does he actually bring to the line as a whole? We'll talk about that entire unit that underwent three big losses heading into 2021 here in just a moment as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And as we continue to roll along, we're also continuing to roll along with our Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup, Mint Brownie going up against Coconut Brownie Chunk. Listen, y'all know I love me some mint chocolate. I am all mint brownie all the way here in the Flavorful Four so that we can get to that championship as quickly as possible to help figure out the best tasting protein bar. And of course, these protein bars by Built Bar are absolutely amazing, all told. Low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, fantastic taste, and they're covered in 100% chocolate, every single bar. So go and check them out. You can vote on the poll for mint brownie versus coconut brownie chunk at bar underscore built on Twitter, or you can go to builtbar.com. And while you're there, don't forget to pick up your own box of built bars and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. Huda Nation, don't forget to check out the Locked On Today podcast, all the sports that you need in less than 20 minutes over at Locked On Today. Subscribe and follow Locked On Today 
on the Odyssey app or wherever it is you get your podcast. So as we continue on with this Wednesday episode here, we broke down the Saints' newest signing of Tano Passigno in yesterday's episode, talked about the six foot seven, 290 pound athletic jewel that is Passigno and what it is that he could bring to the New Orleans Saints, particularly with the potential to develop with a defensive line coach like Ryan Nielsen, who has gotten the most out of guys like Trey Hendrickson, Shai Tuttle, Carl Granderson to an extent, although it's still pretty early in terms of what we have to see from him. And then, of course, in the interior as well, guys like Malcolm Roach, Taylor Stallworth, so on and so forth. Now you look at the tools that Passanio brings, and he's an interesting blend with the rest of the defensive players along the Saints defensive line. As we mentioned the Saints right now, with 10 defensive linemen currently on the roster with Passanio, that makes 11. And out of those 11, six of them are six foot four or taller, and all but two are under six foot three. This is a this is what the Saints like, right? This is the prototype that they like. And you can also see guys that are over 260 pounds. Basically, everybody but Noah Spence is over 260 pounds. And then I guess you, you know, if you look at Zach Bond as a potential edge rusher, speed rusher for them, then you can throw Zach Bond into that mix as well. But for the most part, when it comes to the defensive linemen, the guys that are going to be putting their hands in the dirt, Passigno absolutely fits in with this rotation. But what does the rotation really look like? If you were to pick a starting four right now, two edge rushers and then two interior defensive linemen, who would those four players Well, I guess you have to go with Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport over on the edges. Shucks, I guess that really stinks. I'm just kidding. Obviously, you're totally fine with that. And of course, this, I will say, is the most important year so far of Marcus Davenport's career. Hi, Ross. Thanks for doing a podcast coming through with the really in-depth analysis there. But I do think that that's true because even if he does get a fifth-year option, which they have a little bit more time to make a decision on, that fifth year option could still be resented. So even if he does get the fifth year, this is still important because he has to convince them to keep it for him in the 2022 season. So that's something to consider. Most important career season so far for uh, Marcus Davenport. On the interior, you've got David Onyemata and question mark at this point, I think is really the right way to look at it. Now, of course, if you look at the players that are listed as defensive linemen or defensive tackle, the guys that maybe fit the best are Malcolm Roach, and Shy Tuttle. You already know that they know how to play the position. You can use Malcolm Roach and Shy Tuttle in a bunch of different ways. Is Shy Tuttle a little bit more of the penetrating three tech that focuses in on that while Malcolm Roach ends up being a little bit more of the, you know, nose tackle, one tech, zero tech kind of a guy to use in odd fronts if you want to look at it in that scenario. I think that that's fine. But for the Saints bringing in Passigno, then they end up having this piece that can slide in over on the right side in place of Marcus Davenport. That can be a three tech, a penetrating three tech guy that they put right up next to David Onyemata, who's playing incredibly well. And if he takes another step forward, is easily in conversation for being one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. And that's without even getting to other pieces of the rotation. How far does Jalen Dalton finally take his step? What about Ryan Glasgow? He played considerable minutes to begin the season in 2000. And 20. Noah Spence, still an edge rusher that they really like and that they've liked probably since about the same time that they've liked uh that they've liked uh, Tano Passigno. And now they're both on this team, right? These are both guys that the Saints had scouted at some point before they came into the NFL and now have ended up on the Saints years later. Does Noah Spence end up keeping himself not I mean not say keeping himself healthy because it's not his fault if he has, you know, an, an injury and things like that, but is he able to stay healthy, get into camp and earn himself? a piece of that rotation pie as well, because he absolutely would deserve it if he can come out there and be that speed rusher that the Saints haven't really had 
and maybe thought that they kind of drafted in Zach Bond, but really want to work him out at like Will and, and, and Mike Linebacker and then give him that position there. Then all of a sudden you have a guy like Noah Spence who could be that speed edge rusher for you at 27 years old and still some time to continue to develop. Now, he was one of the first players that they ended up bringing back this offseason. In fact, he was the first that they brought back this offseason. So we'll see exactly what happens there. But for the Saints, the defensive line isn't done, right? They still have a lot of work to do. They could still go out and grab somebody on the free agent market to help out in the interior, a Kwan Shorter, maybe a younger guy that's out there that's still available as well. If they don't want to go that route, they can go the draft. They've already visited with a guy like Alim McNeil who could be that nose tackle you know, right there. And he's an NC State guy. And of course, that helps with Ryan Nielsen. They looked at Chauncey Golson out of Iowa, who can be a penetrating three tech. And he also has experience as an edge rusher as well. So there's a lot more options for the Saints to continue to address this defensive line. But as of right now, with the addition of Tano Passigno, who of course still has some development and some cleaning up to do some polishing to do himself, I actually feel pretty okay with where the Saints are if they take the necessary steps moving forward and adding more youth and potentially adding another veteran to this uh, to to this rotation as well. I think those things have to happen before I feel really good about it. If the Saints were to walk in with what they have right now, I'd be a little concerned, if we're being honest, because you're banking on development of pieces at half of your starting positions. And I don't think that that's the route that they want to go. I think they want to have a little bit more proven than they don't have proven. But as of now, this is a good starting place for the Saints who still have some work to do along this very important unit. And as we mentioned just a moment ago, they're going to be facing running backs like Derrick Henry in the 2021 season. So don't slack here, right? Get it back up and make sure that you're taking care of yourself both in the pass rush game, but also in the run game as well, because that's one of the places where this defense has been its absolute best. Now, of course, one of the best routes that they could take to making sure that they end up addressing all of these positions and continue to shore up this defensive line is going to be through the draft. And it is midweek mock draft day. So we're going to get to our user mocks here in just a moment as we continue on and look at perfect fits for the New Orleans Saints rounds one and on on today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network your team every day. And don't forget, we have big, big action continuing on with the final four set in both women's and men's NCAA basketball. So check it out all over at betonline.ag and get in and bet on all the sports action that you can handle. Yes, football might be on pause at the moment, but the NBA, college basketball, NHL, all in full swing. And of course, they have more things too, like reality TV, TV shows, and award shows that you can bet on as well. Basically, they have all the updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. They've got you covered for all the news and scores, and it's the best place to place your bets over at betonline.ag. And best of all, it's free to sign up. Just hit up the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Get it, Houdat Nation, wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thank you very much, as always, for being here. Uh, wherever you're listening, please take a moment to follow the show so you can be up to date with every single episode as we drop every single Monday through Friday. Don't miss an episode here on Locked on Saints. If you're listening on iTunes, I'd appreciate if you wouldn't mind taking time to drop a review as well. Thank you very much for everything y'all do to help support and continue to grow this family. Speaking of the family, we're turning to the family over at the Locked on Saints Facebook group here, which you can join at facebook.com slash groups slash locked on saints. And we have some listener mocks to get to here. Love doing these in the midweek 
area here for our midweek mock draft segment. So let's go ahead and dive right in. We're going to start off with our good friend, Brian Abel, who starts us off with a big time Saints pick right here, 28 overall in the first round. Samuel Cosme, the offensive tackle out of Texas. There's nothing more New Orleans Saints than this, right? You have this extremely loaded class of defenders, and then we're going offensive tackle, offensive lineman in the first round. And you know what? I'm not mad at it. Samuel Cosme is actually the perfect fit for the New Orleans Saints at the tackle position. Uh, Six foot five, almost six foot six, just over 310 pounds, ran a 4.8740 at his pro day. And you see it on tape, right? It's not just a pro day 487. This is an on tape, very quick, very fast, very athletic offensive lineman. So he'd actually be a really good fit for the Saints' own run scheme with Alvin Kamara. Then we get Amon Ross St. Brown, the big wide receiver out of USC, would be a great compliment there. Eric Stokes falling all the way to the third round here. Uh, we've talked about Eric Stokes before. Davis Mills, the quarterback out of Stanford, very smart player. I'm not just saying that because he went to Stanford, but still truly a very smart player, very efficient passer, very accurate passer, a good fit there. Monty Rice out of Georgia up next at 133 in the fourth round here. That's somebody that has a ton of athleticism, is a little raw, of course, and you would expect that at this point in the draft, but could be a really interesting development piece. One of my former first round draft picks when I did our early 2021 NFL mock draft, this is why it's futile to try to predict the draft. We do this because we want to talk about prospects and make sure you know everybody you need to know. But Israel Mukawamu, the cornerback out of South Carolina, he's listed as a safety in the PFM mock draft, but he's a corner. Uh, six foot three, six foot four, big body, big old guy. Uh, very Byron Maxwell in terms of you know his build, his size, everything like that that he's able to bring to you. He has dropped down boards, uh, not because of poor play very much, but because J.C. Horn just kind of jumped out and ended up taking the spotlight there. And then Brian Abel uh, wraps us off with a uh, a little bit of a novelty here. He takes Chris Evans, the running back out of Michigan. He's actually a pretty good running back, very athletic, very fun piece, but also shares the same name as Captain America, uh, which I think is pretty excellent. Uh, let's go next to uh, our good friend Felix. He starts us off with Christian Barmore at 28. Y'all know I love that selection. Actually made that earlier on in the week on Mock Draft Monday with our seventh round or seven round Mock Draft. If you haven't heard that yet, go ahead and take a look at Monday's episode to catch that. Then in the second round at pick 60, going defense here, again, Asante Samuel Jr., the corner out of Florida State, a good get there late in the second. Then going offensive line, Ben Cleveland out of Georgia, another good interior piece that the Saints could use. It could potentially be somebody that you could plug in in place of Andrus Pete, if should you need to, at another point in his career. Let's just say it that way. Uh, at 105, the last compensatory pick in the third round, Charles Snowden. Big guy, six foot five, six foot six, coverage linebacker. Yes, you heard that right. Six foot five, six foot six, coverage linebacker. Kind of a unicorn in a way. Was really looking forward to seeing him participate at the Senior Bowl, but unfortunately was booted up. He had an injury, so we weren't able to see him. Uh, at one thirty three in the fourth round, Anthony Schwartz, the running, excuse me, wide receiver out of Auburn, who the Saints have met with this offseason. Burner, absolute burner. He said he might run in the four twos when he runs his forty when he visited over with the whole nine sports podcast. He is pretty fantastic and uh, just an absolute blazer. It would be a very interesting compliment to uh, Michael Thomas. Speaking of doubling up at wide receiver here at two eighteen, as we roll back around to the sixth round, Amar Smith Marset, fantastic, just prototypical Z receiver would be a great uh, asset in place of Emmanuel Sanders over on that side. Marco Wilson at 229. He threw a shoe. LSU won. I'm happy to take him. That sounds great to me. 
And then at 255, a guy that's actually making a lot of news right now, running back out of Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, Elijah Mitchell, 5'10", 210 pounds, very Mark Ingram. Well, not really Mark Ingram. He's a little bit lighter than Mark Ingram, but you know, smaller, compact guy that can absolutely run between the tackles, but has a ton of versatility and a ton of athletic uh, 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 just benefit as well, right? I mean, the guy is uh, running a 438439 at his pro day. He had a 37 and a half vertical jump and a 10 point or 10 foot eight inch uh, broad jump as well. So very explosive, very athletic, and really, really talented. Uh, he would be a really fantastic piece to have in as sort of like an Alvin Kamara clone, a young Alvin Kamara clone. But honestly, like whoever drafts Elijah Mitchell is going to get an absolute stud uh, in the NFL draft and a big time steal. Uh, let's go next to uh, Rick Sincere, our good friend over at My Team, My Voice podcast. Make sure you go and check out their podcast network over there. They do some great work. Uh, I'm going to run through some of the early selections here because we've talked about them before. Terrace Marshall, we know that would be great. Have him and Michael Thomas would be awesome. Uh, Aaron Robinson, who I really like, the cornerback out of UCF, who's super physical, can play man, can play zone, but plays really well in man coverage in particular. Michael Carter, an interesting one, the running back out of North Carolina, a little bit more of the stockier type of running back there. Jamin Davis at 105 is really interesting. I've seen Jamin Davis in first round, uh, in first rounds, actually, uh, because he is just a pure coverage corner out of Kentucky. That's exactly who he is. He is a pure coverage corner. And that could be a really, really big time get if he were to fall that far and the Saints were able to get him. That would be the perfect complement next to Demario Davis and the perfect replacement for a guy like Quan Alexander. Tay Gowan, who's right around like 185 pounds, six foot two out of UCF. Very, very physical. Uh, our guy, uh, Dylan Sanders, actually mocked him to the Saints on Tuesday in a mock draft that he released over at CanalStreetChronicles.com and mentioned that it wouldn't surprise him if Tay Gowan ended up being the best corner in the draft or never plays a snap in the NFL. He's that volatile a prospect in terms of the expectations for him. He got thrust into a starting role because of an injury at the position that he opted out last year in uh, for the 2020 season. And so there's not really much in terms of a sample size. There's only one year of play really to uh, to really gauge Ty Gowan, uh, excuse me, Tay Gowan. So you got the two UCF corners on the way to Louisiana in this draft. Speaking of Louisiana, David Moore, the guard out of Grambling State, he'd be a really great fit, sort of like what we talked about earlier with Ben Cleveland could be a future, could have a future for you as a guy at the interior. Teron Jackson, the edge rusher out of Coastal Carolina, who's a great disruptor. Warren Jackson, a wide receiver out of Colorado State, six foot six, 200-ish pounds. Think Brandon Coleman, but less blocking, uh, but everything else is pretty much the same, right? You put him on the outside, he might be able to make some contested catches for you. Doesn't have much in terms of run after the catch, but could be an interesting sort of physically imposing force for you uh, at the X receiver position to develop for the future or as a practice squad guy. All right. And our final one here, Scott Wishart goes to Jalen Phillips to start at 28. He'd be a really great fit for the Saints in terms of his fit as, excuse me, in terms of his fit, in terms of his size and his athleticism. Uh, you know, a little bit of question marks around him and things like that, just in terms of sample size here recently, but still a very, very good piece. Uh, Asante Samuel again here. This is the second draft we've seen that today in at pick 60 in the second round. That'd be a huge get for them. Chaz Surratt, the athletic linebacker out of North Carolina. Again, a little bit more coverage, but also pretty uh, tenacious in the run game as well and can rush the passer a bit. Uh, Aaron Banks, the offensive lineman. He's basically another one of those interior offensive line that you would try to develop just like with uh, Ben Cleveland and just like with David Moore, right? But this guy out of Notre Dame, a little bit better competition maybe than what you might say at Grambling State. 
Uh, Marvin Wilson, the interior defensive lineman out of Florida State, he's great, but a little bit more nose tackle, uh, one tech, zero tech kind of a guy than a penetrating three tech. So you'd still kind of have question marks about who's going to be that guy to replace Sheldon Rankins, but Marvin Wilson, somebody that could be that bigger body for you. Christian Uphoff, safety, he's one of those great safeties toward the end of the draft that could end up being a really, really good get. And then I like this double dip here at the bottom of the draft, and Brian Abel agreed with this as well. We've got Marquez Stevenson, the wide receiver out of Houston, who's just an absolute game breaker with the ball in his hands, real quick release, really good on his breaks, and then he really does a good job with his leverage and sells his routes, does a really, really good job there, and he's great once you get the ball in his hands as well. And then you have somebody that is over like Austin Watkins, who is the next and final selection we'll talk about today. Austin Watkins out of UAB, who's a little bit more of a possession guy, can be a special teamer, blocks very well. So two wide receivers to wrap up this draft and to wrap up our day here with the mock drafts, but two very, very different roles that they fill. So much more coming up here all throughout the week here on Locked on Saints. Tomorrow, we're going to get to our top three Thursday. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to show Taysom some love this week. We're going to go for our top three Taysom Hill plays from the 2020 season. If you have any idea about who you think the, or what plays you think those should be, hit me up on Twitter at Ross Jackson Miller or on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash locked on saints. Appreciate y'all as always for listening, rating, reviewing, and helping grow this family. You can catch me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. And trust to that nation. I'll holla at you.